Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, I Am Third Sports. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. Uh, we got to talk about some big NCAA issues, go over Kyle's piece on Ashton Higgins, talk some stakes, um, NBA draft, and just uh, football commitment as well. Tons to get to, so let's jump right in. Uh, Kyle, let's start with the big national story that got a ton of attention, and obviously rightfully so. Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports uh, got quotes from the NCAA. Stan Wilcox, the NCAA Vice President for Regulatory Affairs, Normally they don't talk about ongoing things, but there was he he made it pretty clear that some some level one violations are about to be assessed to some some schools. When you read this, a how surprised were you that the NCA commented on this before the investigations were made public um, and notice of allegations were served? And two, who do you think who do you think he's talking about? <laughs> well, I mean. It, first of all, I would say it's a little interesting that they did comment this way to, to while they wouldn't name schools, wouldn't name coaches to make it really pretty clear that some people are going to get hit. Um, to me, it feels like uh, we're not quite ready there, you know, to name names and make make these notices. But we're also sick of uh, hearing how we're not going to do anything to punish these people and they're just going to skate by and we're toothless and all that. I mean, because. They've taken a fair bit of criticism, and I think also there's been a fair amount of skepticism that anything would actually ever happen to the cheaters. I mean, Will Wade got his freaking job back. Um, but um, to your other question about who do I think it is, I mean, I, I definitely think that if I was LSU in Arizona right now and Will Wade and Sean Miller, I'd be nervous because there's a, a quote in there that specifically references the head so, something about the head coaches who are mentioned. I got uh, the, the. I got your quote here, Kyle. Yeah, those top coaches that were mentioned in the trials were the where the information shows what was being said was a violation of NCAA rules. Yes, they will all be a part of these notices of allegations. I mean, I don't know how you hear that and think it's doesn't involve Will Wade for sure, and probably Sean Miller. Um. Because those are one, those are top coaches, and two, there's there's pretty clear discussions on FBI wiretaps of, you know, I talked to this coach and I, you know, I'm, you know, we're gonna get this deal done for this coach, and then in Will Wade's case, he's on the wiretap saying, you know, strong ass offers, uh, and talking about a specific recruit, and there you have an NCAA official, enforcement official, saying like, yes, that's a violation. I mean, that takes a little bit of suspense out of this to me. Uh, like, they're going to hit these dudes with level one violations. Yeah, I, I, like, I think Sean Miller and, and and Will Wade should be nervous. I think Will Wade should be incredibly nervous. I really find it hard to believe that he'll be the guy coaching LSU when the season starts. But we'll see. The other school that I think is a clear-cut, you know, one that, that I think has already been reported that they're, they're, they're under investigation is Louisville. And their case, to me, is probably the most interesting because it's there's twofold. 
two things going on here. One, they actually fired the whole staff that committed the violations, unlike, I mean, I guess it, it, at this point, in, at all the other schools, because all the other schools still have those head coaches. Um, and they also have, you know, a prior uh, violation. So this will be strike two or whatever, however those, those things are tallied up. Uh, if Louisville's involved in these, this initial hit, I'm just, I want to see how that shakes out because, you know, Kyle, Louisville's been able to do a good job in recruiting. I mean, honestly, they've been unbelievable in recruiting and have a top five team this year, according to a lot of preseason polls. If they get hit again and I, you know, the death penalty thing, I guess technically it maybe is still on the table, but it seems unlikely. But regardless, if they get hit again, it seems like something's going to be coming down on them, right? Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird deal because uh, because they did totally clean house. The AD is not there. The president really is is not. That's a separate kind of thing. But the president's not even the same in the university. The head coach isn't the same. None of the assistants are the same. The roster is pretty much completely turned over. I guess has completely turned over mm-hmm. from the time that any of the violations uh, occurred, and so they've made it right in that regard. They've already served their self-imposed uh year of postseason ban um you know i they they had a scholarship reduction i mean they 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 have they've already paid quite a price and they and nobody there now had anything to do with yeah but i'm gonna stop that was for the other thing right well and and that's the other piece of this the other piece of it is like you don't cheat again while you're on probation for something else terrible. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I mean, this was about everything I just said was, was tied to, well, not everything that I just said was tied to stripper gate and all of that. Um, because Patino and, and all the, all the big change came after, uh, the, these other allegations after the FBI investigation and all the uh, accusations of, of paying recruits and Brian Bowen and all that stuff. So the penalty that they've served, the self-imposed penalty they've served was connected to the strippers. Uh, but the, the cleaning of house happened in connection to the more recent violations. Mm, yeah. um, but, but as you say, those violations were committed. That's that was the, the second point I was going to make. While they've done a lot to sort of make it right, and nobody nobody here now is involved in anything bad that happened. Uh, you, the NCAA tends to frown upon you when you cheat while on probation for cheating. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I, I assume they're going to get hit again with something. It's just now, I guess, a question of how severe. So Louisville's a really interesting case, and then to me. Arizona, Sean Miller, LSU, Will Wade, you know, Kansas, Bill Self, because, you know, he's got some, he's got some things to sweat about. Those are big names and big programs. Um, Well, I mean, those, that, that to me is going to tell the tale. How, how are, how are things meted out on uh, head coaches on, you know, top programs and that this is where the NCAA is going to demonstrate to me whether or not they really are going to take this seriously and do because what the FBI ended up doing was not clean up the sport. 
you know, they what? didn't, they really, and they, and they really can't, but the NCAA can, if they want to start sending messages and actually make a difference, uh, throw down the hammer on some people. Kansas already admitted they've, they've cheated or boosters have cheated on their behalf, at least with D'Souza. So, or yeah, D'Souza. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. We'll keep an eye on it and talk about it, uh, as we continue with the podcast coming up next. Some more talk about Ashton Hagens and a UK football commit. Now it's time to tell you about a new sponsor we got for the podcast, I Am Third Sports. I Am Third is based on a simple belief that Jesus Christ is first, others are second, and I am third. Founded in 1997, I Am Third Sports has grown to become the largest youth recreation program in Kentucky. They use their sports ministries to promote competitive youth athletics through a positive environment. They foster development through basketball, soccer, tennis, equine, and a variety of sports in leagues, camps, and clinics. For From June through August, they're offering top-of-the-line camps for all types of athletes. Soccer, basketball, golf, tennis, equine, baseball, volleyball, flag football, and even a Ninja Warrior course. To find out more about I Am Third Sports and to register for the summer camps, visit IamThird.org. Or email I am third director Jeremy Hobbs at I am third at lexchurch.com. I am third. That's I A M the number three R D dot org. Check them out. Oh, by the way, I heard a rumor that there might be a special camp director. Somebody a lot of UK women's basketball fans are familiar with, Macy Morris. So go check out more. Go to I am third.org and get some more information. You are locked on Kentucky. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kyle, your piece on Ashton Higgins came out um, as we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, I, you know, we've been talking about him a ton. I just thought it was really interesting to see. And are, are we are we good to talk about uh, the, the the little nugget at the end there about zone defense and how? <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, there's a reason he was he was able to conserve energy in high school. Yeah, pretty, pretty remarkable admission by Ashton's dad that whenever Ashton got tired in high school, he, he had the authority to put his team in two, three zones so he could sit back and relax. And if there was any question if that was really true, Ashton's high school coach quote tweeted that when I tweeted it out and said, Ashton's secret sauce, hashtag facts. <laughs> so... <laughs> That is a real thing, and that is pretty amazing. Uh, and it, I mean, like, that does go to tell you a little bit. Like, why did he? Why did he sort of wear down at the in the second half of the season? Why did uh, he not seem as explosive? Not even close to as explosive, um, you know, as he did in high school. And and if Ashton's Ashton's answer was, I just never had to defend like I did at Kentucky last year, and I lost my legs a little bit. I think knowing that he had like a that he had basically a, a safety net in high school to power down and conserve energy maybe maybe that's all there was to it maybe that it's as simple as that and now now he knows how hard it's going to be and he can get himself ready to do that so you don't think John Calipari will just let him call zone whenever he wants to <laughs> that would be uh, some incredible leeway that I don't think anyone has ever had with John Calipari one he hates zone uh, much less that the point guard would have the autonomy to, to put the whole team in zone. Uh, Tony Barbie would probably love it, but uh, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. 
Yeah, I would tend to agree. So if you if you missed that, go check out Kyle's piece on Higgins on the Athletic. Now time for some football news. Kentucky has added another prospect to its 2020 class. This time, it's a linebacker, Derek Jackson. Uh, he was at camps this weekend in Lexington. Obviously impressed uh, linebackers coach John Sumrall and Brad White. And they liked, the, according to the story I'm reading from our buddy Derek Terry of the Catsballs, they liked his size and speed. He's 6'2", 235. He had offers from Ole Miss, Purdue, and Mississippi State. Um, he made this announcement on Twitter um, and said that he was shutting down his uh, recruitment. Uh, listen, this is, this is a Georgia kid. Big time deal, SEC football. It, it seemed, I think I read that he was a three star guy, but I think a lot of times, and Kyle, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. Football r- ratings are always tough to judge, but when they hit, when you got offers from other SEC programs and, and a Big Ten program, you know, he's obviously a capable player. And since the Kentucky coaching staff was able to get direct contact with him at this camp, I think they know what they're getting and they like what they saw. Yeah, I think you always have to feel pretty good about getting commitments from guys coming out of extensive, you know, camps where position coaches are working one-on-one, getting eyeballing guys, seeing if they're really as big as they're listed, seeing if they're really as fast and strong as they say they are, um, seeing them well beyond the film. Uh, I, if you could, that's like your dream as a coach. If you can work a guy out, like rigorously work him out before you make a scholarship offer, that's, that's perfect. Right. And like people sometimes, um, you don't really get that opportunity in basketball. And people sometimes uh, get frustrated with Calipari that he doesn't offer kids sooner in basketball, and that he, you know, he presses about I want to get them on campus and offer them in person. You know, and some of that I think is just I want to look at you, I want to you know stand beside you, I want to you know have you sit down with one of our you know Kenny Payne and go through film and know what you know basketball wise, things like that. But you never really get to fully work a kid out like one on one in football. You do with these camps, and I think when you when you get that opportunity, if you get a commitment from a guy coming out of a camp that you've offered coming out of the camp, um, and you take that commitment as a you know fan base wise, I think you you celebrate that because that means those guys know exactly what they're getting and they won't you know they liked it. So um, regardless of what the star rating says, but. You know, really, in the bigger picture, this continues a very hot streak for Kentucky in in football recruiting. They are now up on the rivals rankings. They're now up to twenty second, the twenty second ranked class in the country, and that's a little misleading because they only have eight commitments and they're ranked twenty second. Every single one of the twenty one teams ahead of them has more commitments, and some of them, some of them, a lot more. Like Clemson. Alabama and LSU have the top three classes, but they have 17, 20, and 17 commitments. So more than double uh, Kentucky. And so they're weighted, they're weighted a little bit more uh, that way. But in terms of like quality of talent, Kentucky, if they're eight guys committed, they got a five-star, three four-stars, and four three-star guys. Most of those are pretty high three-star guys. So this is so far, it's a small class so far, but it's a really solid class top to bottom. And – you know, I, I just think there's a lot to getting this early momentum. You get your quarterback, you've got kind of a Pied Piper in the, the in-state offensive lineman who's out there just like re- apparently recruiting like a, a madman trying to get people to join him. Um, John Young from Louisville. Yeah, doing uh, all kinds of like social media. Uh, stunts, not the right word, but like some, 
I don't know. It's just kind of like intrigue, and he's making it kind of fun because uh, the running back that committed, uh, Torrance, uh, he was saying how he was like, be on the lookout, be on the lookout. And then, then the next tweet was, check out the header. And it was him and Bo Allen and the running back as his header picture. It's like, oh, that's who's going to commit. And then the kid like announced a couple minutes later. I mean, that, yeah. I think that's just, that's just kind of fun. And I think when you can make, listen, a lot of people get super stressed out about recruiting. I mean, college coaches, obviously, but some fans even kind of wring their hands about it. When you can make it a little bit fun, I think that that, that makes it better for everybody. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I, again, just having having some personalities who are one. I mean, you need them to be like big deals, you know. Get a two star kid with, you know, one offer from Akron who wants to, you know, be really active on social media. It might not move the needle, but John Young is a you know a blue chip recruit, a four star lineman, uh, and he's got that kind of personality. And Bo Allen, it seems like, has some personality. You got your you know prized quarterback, four star quarterback as well. Early in the class, that starts to um, – it does have sort of a, a domino effect, and then you get a five-star kid from out of state. and um, Doing it early, I think, really is um, the snowball effect. You know, kind of, It kind of can happen. And it looks like that – to me, it looks like that's what's happening. I'm, I'm just like looking at this class right now, too. It's super balanced. I think Mark Stoops has got to be stoked about how th- this thing is shaping up. He's got his quarterback. Uh, he's got a pair of running backs. One's a you know, one's a bruiser. One's a, a slasher. Uh, he's got two like high level offensive linemen committed. He's got a defensive tackle, uh, a linebacker, and a defensive back. I mean, they've got a little bit of everything. Even though they've only got eight eight guys in the class, got offense, got defense, got skill guys, uh, and got big guys. So um, this. Uh, there's a really good chance. I think uh, our friend John Hale wrote a story about this this week. This looks like it's got a great chance to be the best recruiting class, at least on paper. We never know for sure until a couple years down the road, but this could be the best recruiting class Mark Stoops has ever had. And this is exactly what you would think and certainly hope, if you're a Kentucky fan, would be the um, the effect of having your finally having your 10-win season, your, your mega breakthrough. Um, if you can't recruit better than ever coming off of your best season ever, uh, when can you, you know what I mean? So it seems, it seems like winning 10 games, winning that bowl game has very much moved the needle in recruiting. Yep. Without a doubt. Coming up next, we got to talk some NBA draft lottery green room and steak. Today's show is brought to you in part by hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. Remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Kentucky on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Kentucky. Now time to tell you a little bit more about Twillery, guys. Uh, today I want to tell you about the Safe Cotton which means better non-iron shirts. They've engineered the world's most innovative non-iron fabric, Safe Cotton. For years, shirt companies used a cocktail of chemicals, like formaldehyde, to create non-iron shirts. Their process removes wrinkles and chemicals, all while improving softness to deliver a hand feel like no other. So go ahead, try it. After all, feeling is believing. 
And right now, Twillery is offering a great deal for you guys. Twillery.com slash locked on. Go to that URL. And when you check out, use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, to get $25 off these already awesome low priced shirts. So check out Twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for $25 off. You are locked on, Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Am I misremembering? Or normally, does this these green room invites just come all out at once? I feel like today they were trickled out for I, I don't know exactly know why it was just kind of odd. It was like two or three at a time. Uh, yeah, I don't. I can't recall honestly. Like, I don't think I ever care a whole lot about well, green room wow. invites, but I do feel like it usually is just like here's the list. Um, but it, it seems like Jonathan uh, Gavoni of Draft Express maybe has some like more insider sources now that he's at ESPN. Well, I was going to uh, say, he's <laughs> just like just basically getting them, like getting them as uh, as they're making the invitations. I mean, he was basically saying like these invitations just went out. Now these invitations just went out. Um, and it, and interestingly, it sounded like Tyler Hero got his invite before PJ Washington, uh, but not much before because soon after he announced that he was. Also on that list, and also he, what's still out there, and by the time people listen to this, it may have already changed and happened, but he said Kelvin Johnson had a decent chance of also being invited. So Kentucky could have all three of those guys um, in the green room. La- uh, one of the more recent mocks I saw, I think it was Sports Illustrated, actually had um, Kentucky guys going like 13, 14, 15 maybe, or somewhere in that range, and actually all in a row. Um so that would be interesting, and it's going to be. I think it's going to end up being a really good night for John Calipari in Kentucky. Now that draft night hasn't been that many times, but I think if you see PJ Washington go in the lottery, you know, finish that story off from guy who would have been in the fifties a year ago, probably to going in the lottery this year by coming back. If you see uh, Tyler Hero, who was a multiple year player in everybody's mind, and you know ranked near the in the almost in the 40s as a recruit go in the lottery or in the top 15 or 16 picks i mean you know and then you add a third first round pick that's a really good draft for kentucky um I, because i think tyler continues the narrative that like it, it's not just oh you know calipari gets the best guys and of course they're drafted high but there's there is beginning to be a development narrative with you know Devin Booker and Shea Gilgis Alexander and Tyler Hero, that's three guys who were in the 30s or 40s as recruits in the rankings who end up in the lottery. Uh, that's a big deal. And then, like I said, the PJ story I think is going to reverberate through the program for a while now. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I, I do. I think the one thing to mention on these, and, and most people know this, is these matter, uh, Kyle, because it basically guarantees that you're going to be a first-round pick. I mean, nothing's guaranteed, guaranteed, um, but these are based uh, largely off of feedback that is actually coming from the teams to ESPN and a TV kind of crew and things putting this together. So they're not going to like, this isn't some kind of smoke screen. You know what I mean? A lot of times when you hear some rumors and stuff during this time, it's people saying, oh, I love this guy. I hate this guy because guys are trying to position themselves on draft boards. Uh, this This is like for real. So this is a great sign for those guys that they're going to be drafted really early. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I think um, the that that's the biggest takeaway from the draft room invites is you're probably in a great spot. Like you, but as you mentioned, it's not a guarantee. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. Uh, a guy got invited in the green room and ended up going in the second round, um, which would be agony. Uh, I'm trying to let's see. While you Google that, I'm going to go to Twitter real quick because we got some comments off of the last edition of the show where I talked about eating combos. Um, We got some personal uh, responses uh, via text from some people who say, I'm not crazy, and other people eat combos that way, so shout out to that person. Uh, We got a tweet from someone that goes by Ice-T Farm D, and their profile picture is the rapper Ice-T in a jug, his face as a jug of tea with like cubes of ice cube, the rapper's face, which is a very interesting profile picture. I just retweeted this tweet from the Locked On Kentucky Twitter account at Locked On UK. Um, and he said, This is how Curtis eats ice cream. And it shows a gif of a guy who is being handed ice cream and then just rips off the ice cream from the cone and eats it in his hand. That is not how I eat ice cream, sir. Also got a tweet from Big Poppy Binge Watch at Drew underscore Chains. And he said, Listening to Locked On Kentucky and combos are good in small doses. After about four, they can get gross. I would, I would, uh, I would not put the number at four, but yes, you can't eat combos all the time. That just doesn't work. Anyway, Kyle, did you find your story yet? Yeah, Deonta Davis uh, was one in the among the first group of guys to get invited to the green room in 2016, according to Jonathan Gavoni, and he ended up in the second round. So there we go. That would be the nightmare that you uh, every now and then you see that more often in the NFL, where guys are in the green room and they slide. Uh, was it Aaron Rodgers that had like the crazy long wait and everybody was uh, feeling sorry for him? I can't remember. There have been a couple guys, but I think I don't think that any of the Kentucky guys will get out of probably the top twenty uh, as it seems to be going right now. Certainly not. I, it's certainly not out of the first round. None of them will be drafted in the second round. All right, let's wrap up this edition of the show with some talk about stakes and more social media. I meant I meant to mention this earlier. Um, but let me set it up. Uh, it's going to be kind of a semi-convoluted story, and hopefully Kyle Tucker doesn't fall asleep as I tell it. Um, but I want to give you all the context that's possible. So, uh, locally here in Lexington, there have been some radio advertisements uh, for a business that sells steaks under a tent, um, kind of a mobile steak-selling business. And uh, there are commercials that are played on the radio station I work at. And some people have been kind of joking about it because they have one of those jingles or sayings that kind of gets stuck in your head and it repeats itself. So everybody knows what's going on. And anyway, um, Eric Lindsay, who works media relations for UK Basketball, sent out a tweet complaining about it. Well, I have access to that file. And I jokingly sent that file of the ad to him and said, hey, can you check this out and get back to me? So I made him listen to the advertisement that had been getting on his nerves, which was a good prank. But, Kyle, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me when I, like, ask for an interview or something. But anyway, I, I say that just so people have context about this ad. So then there was a tweet that said there is a recall on steaks at such and such grocery store. And I quote tweeted that and said, oh, so does that mean the steaks from the tent were actually of better quality than the steaks from grocery stores? Um, it was a joke. Some people responded. But I got a reply, Kyle, from a guy who wasn't even in the country, and he's out here replying on Twitter. It was from the one and only Joel Justice, and he said the steaks from 
Bellum, I believe I'm pronouncing that restaurant correctly, are even better, and it had a picture of a Brazilian steak in the reply. Joel Justice is at the U16 FIBA World Games right now, Kyle, or he might be back at this point, but he was there, and he had a delicious steak, and he decided to taunt me with it. I'm sorry, I was asleep. Did you, did you, uh, were you talking? <laughs> cool story, bro. Bye, Kyle. <laughs> That's my steak story. I'll retweet Joel's steak from the Locked On UK Twitter account. It looked like a good steak, but... I, I almost replied that he needed to have him ask those people to cook it for him first. You would be that. You probably... <laughs> Kyle Tucker, well done steak with ketchup, please. No, not at all. I actually <laughs> like a medium steak, but that I can't do much more than medium. Uh, I I need I I don't want a, a burned steak. Those are gross and a waste of meat. But his steak was just barely barely uh, removed from being alive. Oh my goodness! Now we're gonna get into steak debate, which is tricky waters to. to medium cook. is the way to go. Anything beyond that, you're risking you know getting yourself sick. Are you though? They dudes out there they serve the steak tartare, which is just raw steak, and people eat that. Nah, I don't do that. That's I'm not gross. saying I do, but I'm saying people do. Yeah, it's gross. People eat raw hamburger meat too. That's like a thing, apparently, like a like a weird thing some people do, and that is seriously messed up. Yeah, that actually is super messed up. I mean the the steak thing is, I think I don't know. It goes through something where they eliminate bacteria. I think they squirt it with some kind of acidic. Uh, like juice, like a lime juice or something, I, I believe that helps to you know get rid of some back. Yeah, bacteria. It's, it's actually pretty safe to eat steak tartare, but I plus it's I super prefer fun my to meat say. to be cooked a little bit. Steak tartare. So all right, there you go. That's my steak story, and I'm sticking to it. If you want to send us a picture of a steak, tweet at Locked On UK. <laughs> Thanks again to I am third. Um, and check out their super awesome sports camps and clinics and uh, leagues. Kyle, should people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, if they want to. I'm at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. We got a group and a page. Like them both. Get in there. You'll enjoy it. Um Please rate, please review, please subscribe. And then most importantly, share the podcast with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Hello, Kyle. That's so weird. So... Like, I didn't have any missed calls. Like, it didn't, like, give me an alert or it didn't ring and it didn't give me an alert. But then when I went into, like, my recent calls to, like, look you up or whatever to dial you, I had, there were two missed calls in the log. Hmm. Interesting. That's weird. Like, my phone didn't, like, ever in any way acknowledge that you were trying to call me. Did you block me? No. And I was sitting here like, (laughs) no, because I had missed calls from you, like, in the log. Yeah. But just no like alerts, you know, like your foot, like the little red dot that says you have a missed call or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. All good.